by your wedding day. Such memories. Your smiling face, the love in her eyes, promising of a lifelong journey of understanding and support. So what the fuck happened? You out the house, she got the car, and you're recovering on your homeboy's couch or even worse, in your parents' basement. Life after marriage is not something most men are prepared for. Many don't even talk about the issues that affected what was supposed to be one of the best things that ever happened. What now? How does your life start over? It's time to talk about it. The Lame Show starts now. Okay, guys, welcome to The Lame Show. We are your hosts, Daniil, Drew, Jamal, Goran, yo, yo. and Kier. Yes, sir. Yes, guys, we are back. We are back. We are back. Uh, today's episode is a pretty, pretty fun one. We got some guests on board rocking with us. Uh, we're talking about personalities and how that affects, uh, and how it affects you during a divorce. Today, we have uh, uh, Sharita Armstrong from the Life Version podcast hey Yay. all right hi sharita hey sharita and we also have bridget galloway hey, y'all. hey, hey. Bridget. how you doing hey, how you doing hey bridget bridget, Gall- hey, bridget. And just a little bit about bridget she's an author she's also a certified enneagram instructor instructor enneagram is a um as a personality test it breaks down has nine different energies as they want to say but uh has nine different personality types and she's certified to kind of read that so the fellows were kind enough to do some homework, <laughs> take their tests. We got our scores. We got some questions. We want to chop it up with you guys. Um, so first, I'll just have um, Sharita and Bridget introduce themselves really quickly, and then we can kind of get the show started. Sharita, we'll start with you. Okay. I'm Sharita Armstrong. I am the Life Virgin, the host of the Life Virgin podcast. I'm a certified life coach, and I have been divorced for five years after a 24-year marriage Um, I met Bridget through my first coaching cohort and I got kind of fascinated with the personality thing. I am a a nerd amongst a lot lot of other things and that just fascinated me. And so it helped me to have some insight into myself and to my ex. And so I'm glad that Bridget's here today because I think we're going to have a good time with you guys. And I really want to talk to the narcissist because Uh I keep attracting them. And so we're just going to have to help me out with that. So come on, Bridget, tell us about yourself. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thanks. Um, Bridget Galloway. I am uh, a professional writer and Enneagram instructor. Uh, I've been divorced twice, um, so you think I should know better by now. Uh Um, Enneagram has really given me a lot of insight into my own ego and, um, and where I can move to be a more healthy, whole person so that when I am in another relationship, which I am now, um, I can show up in a more authentic way. So happy to be here today with you guys. Okay. And I'm really excited to see how the how the test um, went for you and what questions you might have. Okay. All right. So, well, you know, um, how I came across it is I, I, I was on the Life Version podcast and I heard this episode and um, I just remember 30 minutes in, later just being mesmerized by, I wonder what's my personality type? And then I heard, uh, Bridget, I heard your personality type. It was similar to mine. And everything you was saying was 
exactly like how I was operating, how I was feeling. I was like, wow, I got to get the guys on board with this. Um, so can you just break down what the different personality types are before we start going into what our uh, scores are? Yeah, absolutely. So there are nine types. Enia is the Greek word for nine. Um, this is a very old personality typing system. It predates the Briggs-Myers um, test, which some of you may be uh, familiar with. A lot of co corporations use that to help employees kind of find their niche. And uh, a lot of people use that for personal discernment. Um, but the Enneagram is a little different because it does have a spiritual component to it. And although it can be used secularly, it, it's not necessarily a spiritual tool, but I use it that way. Um, and it, it basically says that there are nine personality types right. uh, that we all have, but one will resonate, resonate more closely with you, depending on how, you know, just it's nature and nurture, right? right. So um, you're, you're sort of born with a certain type of ego, and then the world influences you in different ways. So the nine types are type one, which is often called the perfectionist. Type two, which is called the caregiver or the helper. Right. Type three, which is the achiever or the winner. Type four is the individualist or the creative. Type five is the investigator uh, often these are, you know, kind of the more nerdy people in the world, the observers. Um, type six are the team players. Type seven, uh, which is my ego type. Ooh, is seven, holla. Sorry, yeah. it, the enthusiasts. And yeah, type sevens go, woohoo. Yeah, you see, uh, you see that? Look at that. I don't we just cue. can't help ourselves. We just can't help ourselves. Um, type eights are the, uh, often called the challengers. Um, they're also called the commander. Um, and they're, that's a very interesting ego type, um, as they all are. And then the type nine is called the peacemaker or the, um, you know, they're kind of the negotiator type of personality. So I have a question. Do men exhibit uh, one type over another? Ooh, that is an excellent That's question. That's a good question, G. Uh, no. Actually, they can't. <laughs> sound effects, sound effects. Sorry, ladies. That's really, I love it. <laughs> um, no, um, you know, men and women could be, could be any Either of these the types. Spectrum. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, Depending on your gender and your orientation, you you may show up in different ways than someone you know of the other gender. But um, but basically, these are equal opportunity employers. So um, it. It, again, it really it it depends. A lot of it depends on what um, what you really pride yourself on. Um, that's how it shows up, and also on your fears. So those will, will dictate a lot. And there are a lot of nuances in the Enneagram. So right. for, for me as an ego type seven, I may show up a little differently than you do because of, you, you know, my, um, my upbringing, my, you know, the, the challenges I had as a kid uh, or just how, you know, the fears that I have if I'm more anxious um, and, um, and how I respond to, to the stressors in the world. So that can look a little different for each type. So I, I don't like to, um, 
to, to stereotype people, um, I do suggest that you try to pick a type that resonates most closely to you because then once you can identify that ego, then you can really move into some great personal growth. And that's really what it's all about. It's, it's not about finding your type and, and just sticking to it. It's about finding your type and then seeing where that growth can really happen, whether that's in your, your personal life or your professional life. So when I took the personality test, um, I there were certain questions that I was literally torn down the middle um, mm-hmm, on, on some of the questions. And um, I happened to be with Daniil, who had already gotten his score and taken his test. And I, I, I was like, literally, I said, I kind of feel, I feel like both of these are, you know, maybe a piece of me or whatever the case is. <laughs> so he said... Well, just leave that one blank and move on. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Once we get to the scoring piece, I don't know. I feel like I need to go back and, and retake it and actually really dig in and 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 figure out which one of those is more more me to to get an accurate version of of my score or or my my personality. Nah, it's, you're overthinking it, bro. Just go I'm, with first yeah, hit you. That's the, that's the you. Question. Just yeah. answer the question. Yeah. Yes, I'm an overthinker, so I, I get it. I had trouble with that too, and I kept going. Well, it's that one, but it's that one. No, but could be that. So just yeah. pick one. And yeah. I think I talked before about falling into multiple personality types, and how do you discern which personality type is really the one that you should be following? I'm sorry, guys, just co-opting your choice. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. All good, that's Mike. all right. That's all right. Um, I when I yeah. took the test, I recognized that I came up with uh, was the type two. And that tells me I'm a great catch. Oh, <laughs> that's oh, right. Yeah. Hold on now. Now, yeah, now, now, people. now my real now. my real life wouldn't really Uh-oh. tell you that story. <laughs> but but the, as a, what is the um, I guess the, the degree of inaccuracy based on test and real life? That that's a great question, and only you can answer that mm-hmm. question for mm-hmm. yourself. Okay. Um, I do find though, because I use this in um, in you know in my professional life, just in dealing with my colleagues, um, and I don't tell them I'm you know working the enneagram on you. I just know, <laughs> you know that there are nice. these nine types. And often I can hear people say things and whether they're, and usually they're talking about their stressors, right? Um, And I can hear things and I know that, oh, you're a type four. Um, I work with a lot of type fours because I'm in a creative profession. So wait, Jamal's a type four? Two. No, he's not a type four. I'm the helper. Oh, okay. So, so anyway, or, or, you know, I might hear a type two. I might hear, you know, some, some language that, that shows me and it, it helps me communicate with that person better um, because I recognize that there are certain things that, that are going to be triggering for them that wouldn't be triggering for me. There are going to be certain, certain things that I can say to them to support them that are, that's going to make them feel you know, good about what they're doing in ways that another type might not um, you know, connect with. So um, yeah, so it's, Every type, you know, has um, has those has has the positives and the negatives, right? There's always there are two sides of every coin. Yeah, I, um, I, I liked my test results because it came back as helper, and like really, like I felt like I've helped a lot of people, especially women. 
yeah. achieve certain things. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I heard a little bit about that. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so like, she yeah. did a homework. Yeah, like I'm a, did some homework. I'm a helper, she like in the, the same show. sense of like the hands may tell. <laughs> so, like, could you be more than one? Could I be a creative and a helper? Yep. And, Yes. Okay. Well, okay. One one will resonate more. Like you'll just kind of be drawn to one type, or you'll be able to recognize those traits. When when uh, typically when individuals are taking the test, I and I'm not sure you know where you guys are on your life journey, but I I really suggest that you answer the questions mm-hmm. as you would when you're at, kind of in the height of your ego, which means. Mm-hmm. You're building your career. You're building your relationships. Um, you you know you have a lot of um, ambition and maybe a lot of stress too because you're um, you know usually like this this is you know kind of early thirties when you're really like coming into your own right. We passed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if Thanks, you've done some, if you've done a lot of self work already, maybe if. For example, you know, if you have been in a relationship or been married and divorced and gone through that and really had to dig deep and 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 kind of look at some stuff that's not so pleasant about yourself, then you may answer those questions in a different way than you would have when you were in your 20s or your 30s when, you know, you were a little more freewheeling and carefree and go, you know, your priorities may have been a little different. So we're talking about, these are ego types. These are, you know, when I say the perfect one is the perfectionist, that's their pride. Like Mm -hmm. I know the right thing to do. I know what's right. And I'm going to tell you about it, you know, and you know, people like that and they got the, they'll get in your face and they'll, they know all the rules. They know, (laughs) you know, the correct way to, do anything and they can be super annoying or (laughs) they can also be really, really helpful because they do have a lot of great information that, that they can um, share with you. Um, Your type two. Yeah. Caregivers, the nurturers, like just sweetheart people who will do anything for you, literally give the shirt off their back um, are always you know, and, and, but you pride yourself on being helpful. And I know, um, I have friends who are, who are twos and see if this resonates with you. If, if sometimes with that too, if they're not in a healthy place and I don't thank them adequately for helping me, Ooh, man, I can get some, some real blowback on that because all of a sudden like, you don't appreciate what I did. Oh, I, I would say when someone doesn't thank me in a way that I think is adequate, I don't give them blowback. I just remember, like, okay, now they're in this box now. I'll still help them. But, but Oh, you keep score. Okay, that's what you want to call it. But I'll still help them, but they're in this box now. So I know not to be disappointed when I do help them, not what I'm going to receive from them. I yeah. might get just a thank you. I might not get anything, but you're now in this box. So I know if I still want to help you and I, and I will, I know what to expect from them. Yeah. And that's, that is a very healthy approach. Mm-hmm. That's a very conscious approach. And that's what this is all about is, is really increasing your consciousness around, you know, how you respond to other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know I can make myself miserable because I'm not aware of certain 
aspects of my personality and, um, and, and I'm doing it to myself. Hey, Bridget. Um, yeah. Um, I just wanted to piggyback off what you're saying. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I take it you caught a couple of our episodes, right? You, 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 you. you well, said. I was listening in before this one. Okay, started. okay, okay, okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> got a sneak peek. Got a sneak peek. Uh, Bridget so, is is whole phase a personality? It's it's. I'm sorry. Is Bridget, whole phase that, has someone having a whole phase? Is that a type of personality? A That's, whole phase. Oh, the whole phase. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. Um, that could be part of many of these personalities. Um, yeah. So. You know, that may be driven by um, insecurity. That may be driven by, like, a seven could definitely have a hoe phase. And a type two. A type two. Absolutely. (laughs) A type six and a nine. A a, a A type six six and a nine. Definitely, you know, wanting to all, to, you know, be included and not be left out. And, um, you know, a seven can be um, kind of flighty, you know, and, um, you know, think the grass is always greener right mm, so right. you're with one you know in one relationship and then like hmm, i don't know this one might be better so that could be you know um it's definitely not you know a healthy uh place to be um and you know very rare that that would be a, a healthy instinct um mm. by by you know from what i heard of of you guys talking, um, you know, I mean, it's uh, you know, it might be fun, but uh, <laughs> no. You know, where I was point, going with it, um, uh, where I was going with with my my train of thought was, uh, I think Shreed had posed a question to you on her on her show as far as, um, you know, our show was most mainly about divorce and life after marriage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I wanted to see how does these personality traits affect the divorce process and life after um, marriage process. And maybe each guy can go around and tell you what their scores are. You kind of give us some feedback. I think that'd okay. be kind of cool. You guys down with that? Let's yeah, do let's do it. I, I, before we go, I just want to know, can we know Sharita's score so I can make a decision or if we I want to holler or later? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Where Sharita? We lost Sharita. Are you there? Oh, I, saw, I think she dropped. I, she I she dropped. She, she heard dropped. my personality's cool score. <laughs> <laughs> So, She's so, like, I'm out of here. So you want to start with you more? Okay, sure. I had a seven. Wait, he had seven, but you had others, other... Oh, other. okay. I'll bring it up. Uh, okay. I had, in type one, I had a three. Type two, I had a seven. Type three, I had a five. Type four, I had a one. Type five, I had a six. Type six, I had a one. Type seven, I had a five. Type eight, I had a five. Type nine, I had a three. Okay, so what, what, um, your, so your, my highest was type two for the helper. Okay. And, but I had a Uh, six and type five. Okay. So then that was your second one. Yeah, that that Um, was, that was the thing. So which, so uh, having read the description of the types, Mm -hmm. do you, do you just feel as your instinct that the type two fits your personality? I would say type two and type five. Okay. Okay. Definitely type two. And and uh, I, I was happy to see I had a, a five in the leader category. I think that has taken on, I've taken on a, a leadership personality later in life than I mm. did when I was a teen in early, early 20s. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, again, the Enneagram is all about movement. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, and you may have noticed, uh, if you've looked at the little diagram, there are arrows that point um, away from and to each number. And if you follow the arrow, if you go against the arrow, in other words, um, which, you know, it takes effort to go against an arrow, so it's a good way to remember it, um, then you find your, what we call your path of integration. So for a two, going against the arrow would take you into a more creative space of the four. And that's a really healthy place for a two to be. Now, that can look like a lot of different things. It doesn't mean you, you turn into, you know, a painter or a musician. Um, it, it just means that you, you become more creative in the way you express yourself overall. And that, and that feels really good. And that feels that's, you know, just a, a very conscious, healthy place for you to be and to help other people. You might come up with creative ways to, you know, assist others in your business or in your personal life. Um, and you keep going. You keep pushing against the arrow. So then from the four, you, you get into the healthy aspects of the one and so forth. Um, so you can pick up the healthy aspects of every personality type. You can also pick up the unhealthy aspects hmm. if you go with the arrow, like, whew, you know, down the slide um, <laughs> and disintegrate into the unhealthy traits of each type. So um, so I think it's important to, to, to try to find the type that you feel best fits um, the way that you operate the way that you move in the world and then look closely at that type to see where you can move, where you can grow and where you can um, learn more about your, yourself and be, you know, a healthier, happier person. Um, so specifically as a two, have you had challenges in relationships? Is that something that you've struggled yes, with? Absolutely. Oh absolutely. <laughs> I'm on this show. Azzy. Oh my God. Oh yeah. This challenge is not crying. <laughs> but so yeah, to, I, I've had I've had major challenges and I'm having challenges now, presently. So um it's interesting to see see um the, my, the results because i'm currently trying to you know repair myself and relationships i've had and can currently have shirley is backstage we're trying to get her back on so here a cool part of the enneagram is once you understand your type it can also help you to um to be with a partner who is more compatible to you mm -hmm. and um and and just in general terms you know healthy people attract healthy people mm. and vice versa right so if you're working on yourself that's what we always say you know look inside for the answers and you know um all that kind of stuff and it's like oh please but but really you know the truth is until i um did you know the work on myself i couldn't be in a healthy relationship with somebody else well said. so understanding you know what my hang-ups are mm -hmm. um and and getting beyond those helps me be attractive to and uh you know and and also appreciate somebody else who's healthy because there have been times in my life where i didn't want to be with somebody who's healthy so like oh that's boring right. you know oh, <laughs> <Bridget>. <laughs> 
We got Selena back with us. Welcome back. We lost you for a little bit. It's interesting that you said that because I think as a woman, we have a thing for bad boys. Mm. And we don't like the men and the boys that treat us the best. We're happiest when we're being dogged out and mistreated. And then we scratch our heads and be like, but why are you treating me like this? Well, that's what you want. You don't want the nice guy that's going to, you know, hold your hand and walk with you and give you flowers. Well, when you get my age, you're like, I don't need a bad boy. I need a man who is going to do all those things that a man is supposed to do. So it's just crazy that you said that. But I think um, I resonate most with the number eight, but I'm a nerd. So I kind of fall into five. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm I'm definitely a commander. (laughs) 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 Definitely a commander. I kind of want to hear about Sharita's experiences with bad boys. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, I, have, I, have, I have a question. Oh, question. Oh, see what you started, Sharita? I just want to know, was there some doggy attached to that dog and out? <laughs> see what you started. You woke him up. Hey, Bridget, hey, Bridget, I have, I have, before, you, listen, before you get into that, I have a question. Listen, 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 listen. I just, you know, I think women, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't speak for you, Bridget, but I know I've had my share of relationships with guys that were... Yeah, I wouldn't want to bring them home, but I did. But, you know, they worked the... Oh, but you kicked them out afterwards. Oh, <laughs> man, listen. Oh, man, and wanting to walk on glass with bare feet, like get out and don't come back. But it's just easy to say, but it didn't happen like that because for some reason the bad ones are the ones that pull on your heart the most mm. and they're hardest to detach yourself from and you know they're toxic, but you just for whatever reason, because the deficiencies in yourself, because I've heard you talk about that, Bridget, you know, whatever the, the things that you're dealing with with yourself, you haven't gotten over that. And so you're drawn to that, which is absolutely insane. I don't, I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, you, I'm not talking about my bad boy experiences with y'all. <laughs> so, so the fact that he's a two and he's creative, would being polyamorous be a creative way of expressing a relationship? Ooh. I, say that again. I didn't quite He said, it. would polyamory be a creative way to express a relationship? Can I answer? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. You, you're good. Too much work for me. Oh, too much. <laughs> I can't keep it together with one person. You want me to keep it together? With no, I can't keep it together with a person who's supposed to be monogamous. And I'm supposed to be able to share with somebody. I don't share well. I don't play reindeer games very well. So that's a hard no for me. That, that, that's okay. That's, yeah, I mean, right, I'm not hurt. I'm I know, no, no. I'm not hurt at all. You're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. Yeah, to answer your question, yeah, that's a creative solution for sure. Whether or not it's going to work out well for you. <laughs> well, I say no because I tend to become emotionally attached and I just don't want to share. I'm sorry. Um, you know, and I teach my, my preschool kids, you have to share, you have to share. No, I'm not sharing with that. So that just that's just me. Yeah, polyamory is just like preschool. We just go back to preschool, we share, share, and no, share. No. I'm not big girl enough to do <laughs> that right. type of sharing. <laughs> so uh, so next up we're talking about crayons. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> his, his, his crayons, crayons are uh, other things. edible. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm not married now, okay? So let's not go there. Okay. So so next up, we have um, Goran. Goran, you you remember your your high score? Yeah, yeah. I'm a four. Oh, okay. There's that creative right Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're creative. All right. So fours, um, tell me about that in relationship. So, you know, how, how has... 
how have you had issues in a relationship or what's been successful for you in a relationship as a four? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've had kind of the opposite ends of both spectrums, right? I had healthy relationships and, you know, in the same relationship, I've had healthy times as well as unhealthy times. Mm. Um, And I don't know if that was because I was being too creative or not creative enough. (laughs) (laughs) What's too creative? I don't think you're being too creative, bro. Yeah, I mean, fours can, um, you know, are, are, you know, awesome to be with in a relationship because they are creative and they do bring a lot of, um, you know, really cool, you know, you might you know, like be into, you know, music or art or, you know, or just, or, you know, you might write, you know, beautiful, uh, you know, letters or text messages to your girlfriend or, you know, you might bring that, you know, literally bring that creativity into the relationship in so many ways. You might cook amazing meals or, or just have creative ways of expressing yourself. Um, but I found I was married to a four and oh. he had a real dark side that, um, really, Ooh, wait, yeah. this it got serious quick because <laughs> he would shut down and it was like, no one understands me, you know, and it, he would get in this mood, you know, and it was, um, it was really hard to communicate and to, and he didn't want to get beyond it was the problem. Um, because that was, he was an artist and that was part of his persona was, Mm. you know, to be this moody, brooding artist. And it, it was, it was, it, 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 that's one of the things that contributed to the demise of our relationship was that, Mm. you know, he just couldn't let go of, of some of the things that had happened to him in his childhood. And he, you know, kind of carried that with him. Now I know lots of creative people, lots of fours who, you know, are, don't present that way, who are just like very, um, you know, they're cool to be with because they have that creative energy and there's, you know, so much possibility in that. So would you say a number four is probably a more fun, uh, personality type since they are creative? They can be as if they don't get into, they can get into that negative energy though. Um, so, you know, that, that's sort of the, um, you know, that, that's the flip side, you know, that creative, it, you know, they can isolate themselves. That's what happens. They become self-isolating and feel like, hmm. um, no one understands them or that, um, you know, their experience is different than everyone else's. And, and that can, that can put up barriers, um, in relationships and, and, yeah. I want to do a type, temper. Type four also says intuitive and reserve type there. So this is definitely yeah. I'm trying to do a temperature guy. check. Let me, <laughs> let me let me put my hand on the pulse. <laughs> Thoughts, Goran? What do you, what do you think so far about the four? No, I I think that's spot on. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can be pretty moody. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for the four too, like you move into that healthy space when you when you really own your truth mm. and you know. You know who you are, you and you don't make excuses, mm-hmm. and you don't feel like you're, you know, apart from anything or anyone. It's who you are, and you just show up, and you don't, you know, you can just really um, be fully expressed as that creative 
entity. Bridget, have you met Gory? Yeah, have you met? Have, have you met? Weird. Have you met strange. Strange. I was uh, kind uh, of. Uh, <laughs> are you here? Are you here? Yeah, like, have you guys that's met before? Amazing. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's my ex. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You like a book over yeah. here. Wow. I'm kind of scared. Now. This is the, it is freaky, you guys, because I mean, the Enneagram, it, it, I mean, it, it totally nails me every time. And it, you know, yes, there are, you know, we aren't cookie cutters, but, um, but there, there's just a lot of truth to it. Mm. And, um, and in that, you know, it can be really helpful. Cool. All right, who else? Who uh, else? Kira's up next. So, so I got a question. I, I already yeah. told you I skipped some of the questions. So I just looked <laughs> at it and uh, it said I answered 34 out of the 38 questions. So. Why don't you answer them all and come back? I, 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 I could, but I have, <laughs> no, I have no, to take the whole test again. No, just, just go with what you got. I skipped so some. So my, my high score <laughs> is a five. I actually got a five in a couple of areas there. Okay. Which one seems more like you based off of what you know about yourself? So type five says the thinker, the perceptive, and the cerebral type. Mm-hmm. Mm. So tell me about type five. <laughs> <laughs> I like All type right. five. Ta- tell, me, tell me about type five. Okay, so here's the, you know, here's the, the good stuff on the fives, and then I'll give you the... The, the negative the stuff. The not so good. So fives are, they are, you know, what, what we call the head types um we spend a lot of time i i have i go to the five um in when i'm in a really healthy place so i understand this a little bit um so they are they do tend to be intellectual they're curious about things like maybe as a little kid you looked up at the stars and you wondered like is there life out there and what else is there and you know you may have spent a lot of time by yourself, actually. Um, and I'm an only perfect, child. Well, that, perfectly you know. happy. Were you an only child? Well, oh I, I, ha- I have a I have a half brother, but we didn't. Okay. I grew up I grew up in in a household by myself, so I yeah. it was just me. Yeah. So fives can be kind of introverted, and they can, and which is is not an unhealthy thing for them necessarily, because they they really they have can have these this like great um, interior world where you know you might you might read or that might mean. Um, or being online, you know, gathering information. You tend to be experts in various things. And that could be any given thing. It doesn't have to be, you know, a scientist. It could, you could be an expert in music. You could be an expert. And um, like my son is a five. He is an expert in like video games and um, different, you know, tech things. Like he's really into technology and that's where his focus goes. Fives, and that's another thing. Fives have this beautiful focus that um, a lot of the types are kind of scattered, but they they really can't hone in on um, information and problem solving. And so they can be a you know a great member of your team because they're going to gather all this knowledge and bring it to you know to whatever they're doing. Um, so the flip side of the five, though, is go. that they yeah. There and there's you know there's always the flip side. Um, they can um, they can get too compulsive um, and withdraw too much. Um, they can become sort of scattered, um, and that you know that can that can be a, like they have too many things they're trying to 
to um, learn about or accumulate um, and they can withdraw too much. So, I'm going to take this thing again. I'm going to ask all 38 questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, you know, that is kind of five-ish, like, oh, well, you know. (laughs) That's a five um, answer. Yeah, that's a five five answer, right? Okay. Um, Yeah. So the the, the cool thing about the five, though, the five, when they they do own that, that, whatever that is, that expertise, they can really move into a a, a place of – uh, whether they move into that commander place, that, that leader place. So that. someone who is, and when you think of, um, and I'm just going to use this as an example, I'm not sure exactly sure that he's a five, but like Bill Gates, you know, total nerd, but man, like he took that knowledge and created, you know, this amazing, you know, dynasty. Um, so, you know, and, there and is, I just want to say, and he got his wife to <laughs> convince his wife that he could have a girlfriend <laughs> while they got married. Which so, is incredible. Right. Well, he's such a big nerd. So anyway, but, you know, he's a gazillionaire, <laughs> too. So. Um, sorry, Bill. <laughs> I like how she threw that in there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. But, I thought it was only one. But you, you see what I mean? Like, he, he took that knowledge and really elevated it into, um, you know, into a leadership position. So... That, you know, typically when we think of fives, we think of people who are, you know, back in the laboratory or, you know, that are the more reserved types. But when when they really integrate and own that knowledge, they can move into these these these, you know, very dynamic roles within their family or within an organization. Mm. All right. We're going to move down the line because. running short on time here yeah we're gonna get to andrew we're very curious about andrew's results so i think i'm a little bipolar because i have <laughs> three types with the same exact score yeah every okay. so wow. what's, what's that so type one i had a five type two i had a five and type eight i had a five those are my high scores so, so say that again so two five and eight uh one two and or eight were both or one three, two fives. and eight yeah. okay which one really spoke to you though like when you read the description of the type which one did you feel like you know that's probably that be- type one and two okay okay so the um let me ask you this what do you, what um what have you what do you do you know professionally or like what's your I'm in the tech world. I'm an engineer. Hmm? I'm an engineer in the tech in the IT world. You're in an IT role. Yeah, an engineer. Okay, and and how do you describe what you do as an IT professional? It's basically the same every day. It's tedious. It's the same thing every day. It's the same thing every day. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Do you are you a problem solver? Yes. Okay. Um, do you so would you when you're if you were interviewing for a job and would you, and you were going to tell me like what you're most proud of, would you say it's problem solving or would you say it's helping other people? Both problem solving, problem solving, (laughs) problem solving, problem solving, problem solving. So I would, and again, I can't type you just based on this, but that sounds more like a one then because you know, ones know, what's right and they see oh, the answers and and they know the answers and that's an awesome awesome you know attribute to have to be able to you know to see through 
a lot of um, data or a lot of options and have that clarity. Um, so here's the thing too, and I don't want to, you know, get into too much. There's so much to the Enneagram and I'm just like giving you a little snippet uh-huh. and I only know a little snippet too. I mean, there are people who, you know, spend their, their whole lives, you know, studying this. Um, so, but there are, there are also, there's also a thing called, called wings within the Enneagram. And those are the adjacent numbers on either side of the, of your dominant type number. So as a one, you may have a very strong, what we call a two wing, which means that, and that kind of flavors how you show up as that perfectionist or as that, that, that person who knows what's right. Um, so you may dip into that sense of like, I know how to get things done and I know the correct way to do things. And I'm pretty happy that I'm also helping people about that. So it can kind of flavor that, um, that personality type. Now, of course the, the one, um, you know, can get, uh, you know, can get, get sideways as well. Um, and in just wanting to be right and wanting to know, <laughs> you know, wanting to have that information. Uh, right? Go ahead. Please, please. Please. Got him. <laughs> he needs some milk. Yeah. Wow. And they, can, they can pick up some of the traits of the four. And we were talking before about the four and how they can sort of isolate. The one can do that too. The one can kind of say, you know, I know what's going to make this company work well, but you guys are not respecting me. So I'm taking my, you know, I'm taking my knowledge and going home. I'm going to, you know, shut down. Um, so is that the same in relationships, Bridget? For the it, one, yeah, relationships. Okay, yes, Damn. yes. So, is it more that wow. I can't have my way, so I leave? Is that what it's kind of like? I'm not picking. I'm just asking. Shalita, uh, I'm just oh, asking. I thought we were cool. <laughs> we're cool. So, bro, say that bro. again. I didn't quite love, love you. Love you, love you, friend. Love you. But <laughs> is it like I can't have my way, so I'm, I'm going to leave because you're not seeing me, you're not hearing me? Wow. Is it? more of that. And I don't mean can't have my way like I'm going to stomp off, but you're not seeing me. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I don't feel heard and respected. Yes. Is that what it... Okay. I, yes. So for one... Like, I cleaned it up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You can mm-hmm. say it's the lame show. Drew, if you don't get what yeah. you want, you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell yeah, you what. I'll that tell sounds you what. about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> Oof. I'll, I'll tell you what. He made me time... My route from the highway to my house because he thought his way was faster. That's funny. Okay, we I had to get a watch and time how fast I got from <laughs> Lie to the front of my doorstep to prove him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's a one. I'm telling you. Thank you. That's crazy. So ones can get get kind of serious about things sometimes, and you know when they when they get stressed and they're really they're trying to like. Ha- everything you know in line and everything the way it's supposed to be um so the real antidote to that is is to have fun is to lighten up is to you know find some joy to find the and you know find the thing that that makes you joyful um being in a relationship with with a a person who is joyful and positive is going to be helpful to a one um because it's going to help them stay out of that 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 space of always having to have things correct and lined up and just so um and and they're gonna have to learn how to get over the fact that 
you know, their, their partner may not, you know, line up their shoes just, just exactly the way they <laughs> is, want them is, to, is that- or put the dishes in the dishwasher in the, the right way. Right. Is yeah. that your girl? Is that your girl? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm right now. Yeah. I'm right now. Without, without taking the test. Wow! <laughs> wow! That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. So with the one, so real, real quick, what's the best person for each? Each enneagram that represents the guys there. Oh. The one, the two. I think we had a one, a two, a five, and a four. Two. A four. And your a seven. two. And a seven. A seven. So, what would the best? One, two, four, four five, five, and seven. Seven. One, okay. Two, so, well, in general terms, and I said this before, you know, healthy goes well with healthy. So, and there's a great little if you Google Enneagram compatibility, you can okay. read about how each type can be compatible with any other type, right? Um, yeah, there are some types that are that I do think it's harder where they just really are going to um, always have a, a, a little more conflict and are going to have to really bring it and be very healthy in order to have a successful relationship. Um, I, I do think there's there's something to be said for, um, you know, being with somebody who is your integrated type. So, for example, with the seven um, being with someone who's a five can be can be helpful because that's your point of integration. Um, so, you know, or someone who has those traits that where they're focused, sevens can be scattered. So being with somebody who's focused is, um, you know, is helpful, um, for the one, as I said, you know, being with somebody who kind of pulls you out of that, that set and fixed thinking, um, and who maybe is a little more creative. So maybe either a four or seven could be a good and, you know, counterbalance to that one um, in, in the space where they, they need to be right. Now, again, you got to be healthy because if you're in that negative space where, you know, you've got to have control over everything, you're not going to be happy with anybody no matter what. It's true. Um, you know, and I do know people who are of the same type who have great relationships. So, you know, that can happen as well. But I do think a lot of times the you get, you really have an opportunity to learn and grow about your, about yourself when you're with someone who is of a different type, who brings a different energy to your relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in an amazing relationship right now with, with a man who's an eight and I just love it because he has this drive and this determination and he's done a lot of self work. So he's also got a lot of that, the, the beautiful two, um, uh, characteristics and he's moved into that servant leader role in, in what he does. And it's, and, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's really, um, uh, very inspiring to me to be with somebody who is in that, in, you know, in that energy set. So, um, and he's not afraid of stuff. So like where I can be kind of like scaredy, he's like, you know, let's go for it. And I need that. So I think Mm -hmm. that's a great, whether, rather than saying, Oh, if you're a, you know, seven, you should be with a, you know, an eight. It's more a matter of like, 
looking at your fears and finding someone to counterbalance that. Because if just you're say with balance. somebody, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking. If balance. you're with somebody who shares your your anxieties, you're gonna oh, God. tumble, yeah. tumble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna feed each other. Yeah. yeah. Now I was just thinking yeah. that too. Balance, balance. You know, someone yes. to balance you. Um, yeah. And you said it right before I was able to. No, nah, she definitely hit it on that. Now, um, for the sake of time, we could be here for the next two hours. This is so yeah. interesting. Um, we might have to do a part two to this one. That, um, was, that would we be... We got some guests sitting in the queue as well. Um, does anyone have any final final thoughts, final words you want to uh, say quickly? No, I, I no. think this was a very, very interesting. Yeah. I, think yeah. you, I think you really definitely touched on a lot of my guys here i've known these guys for a long time so i think 20 it was, years plus was yeah. eye-opening right right i just want to tell sharita sharing is caring <laughs> <laughs> all right stop it more all right i'm gonna i'm gonna close this out um because we have like i said we were a little bit over scheduled we got a couple people sitting in the, in the wings there all right so thank you for listening to the lame show um, we put down another great episode today uh, in regards to personalities. Um, thank you to Sharita and Bridget. Um, if you haven't done so already, listen to all the other episodes out there. We're up to 25 now. Um, if you want to support the show, we'd love to have you support us. Uh, go to buymeacoffee.com slash The Lame Show. We're now accepting sponsorship, a $5 drink, and you can do a $10 monthly sponsorship. Um, shout out to the Super Friends. Um, our goal right now is 5,000 downloads by July 31st. We're cracking 4,500. We're mm. a little ahead of schedule, so nice. keep hitting them downloads. Keep, keep supporting it. Um, and um, what else? What else? Clubhouse on Monday. And finally, uh, again, um, I want uh, Sharita and Bridges to just, just close us out as far as promoting your podcast and your book. Um, show you guys some love on, on The Lame Show. Then we'll wrap it up. Awesome. Well, as I said earlier, I'm Sharita. I am the Life Virgin, the uh, host of the podcast, The Life Virgin Certified Life Coach. I'd love to have you guys listen to me. This has been fun. Yeah. I have been waiting to, to meet you guys. And maybe one day um, I can fly up to New York and see your real spot. <laughs> Y'all are fancy and stuff. Hey, <laughs> fancy. <laughs> we fancy. I, I absolutely love it. So thanks for having me. And I look forward thank to you, part two. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And Bridget? Yeah. Yeah. So Bridget Galloway, um, Enneagram instructor and author of the book called The Nature of Things, which is available on Amazon. So cool. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, guys. See everyone next week. This was a blast. Thank you. Lame show. We out. We're out. Take care. Bye now. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.